praise God. I want to thank uh, Pastor Bob. I like to call him Pastor Robert for filling in for me. Um, this is my first day, maybe I would say my first attempt at being back on the broadcast. And I praise God that the stroke was not as, uh, that it was a small one and not the, not the major one. Uh, glory to God. I want to welcome you all back to, to uh, Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry. We are a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, which I hope to be back. We're going to be back over there on the 4th of July. Uh, weekend. Uh, Pastor Robert will be preaching that weekend, and then I'll be preaching the following weekend. I uh, I just want to thank you all for all the prayers that you sent up. Glory to God. It uh, it was quite a ordeal for me. Um, I had deficits on the left side. Uh, my brain was not working properly. I had I I had lost strength in the left side. I uh, dragged my left foot a lot, couldn't squeeze or hold anything in, on my left hand and was pretty cloudy there for a while. So I, I just thank you for all your prayers, your prayer partners and prayer warriors and shepherds of prayer, all of you out there listening that sent up prayers for me. I, I, I humbly thank you for your prayers. It's been a about three weeks and um, with the medication that they've given me and I'm slowly but surely coming back to normal and I, I just I just praise God for his healing powers and I thank you for your prayers. Today we're going to be beginning a new series uh, Understanding the Authority of God Understanding the Authority of God and it's quite a few lessons from the Old Testament because we have to get into the Old Testament to look at that. So I'd like to just start with a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today and, 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 and just thanking you. Not just for me, Lord God, for I'm just a humble servant, but I want everyone to be thankful, Lord, out there that are listening. We thank you, Lord God, as we humble ourselves. And, and I'd like to take a moment for each and every one of you to come into repentance. I think it's so important that we take a moment in our lives each week to, to come into repentance. For we never know who we may have harmed or what, what word we may have said that maybe somebody took offense to or maybe took a step back and and maybe have hurt someone. So Lord, if we've harmed someone with a word or harmed someone with a phrase or harmed someone with a look, Lord, I just, I, I think we should think about that for a moment. Maybe say, hey, Lord, if a word is harmed, a phrase of harm, a look of harmed someone, we've touched with, the, uh, with that tongue. Father, we, we just ask for forgiveness. For sometimes people are quiet Sometimes we don't know that we've harmed someone. 
But Lord, if we have, we, we, we come into repentance and we ask, Lord, that their forgiveness. And we seek that, that, that forgiveness. We send out that repentance to their hearts. And we seek your forgiveness. Let us not grieve a spirit. Let us not grieve a heart. Let us ask for forgiveness. And then we can move on. Let us seek the authority of God. Let us seek the judgment of God. So that we might be cleansed whiter than snow. That we might be cleansed in his eyes. Then we can move forward. Amen. That we can move forward each day anew. In Jesus' name I pray these prayers. And if anyone else out there seeks prayer as I did, please come forward. Send us a, send us a text, send us a letter, send us an email that we might pray for you as this body has prayed for me. Let us lift you up in prayer. Prayer works. Praise Jesus, prayer works. Let our prayer partners pray for you. I'm a living testimony. Amen and amen. So understanding the authority of God, we're going to begin today in part one. These are short because of the way kind of my mind is with the, uh, the stroke. Uh, I'm going to start off short today. I'd like you to turn your Bibles. If you have your Bibles, please turn them to Titus chapter 2, verse 15. If you need a Bible, go onto the website, spiritualawareness.net, and we have Bibles available there for a donation. Um, we have a suggested donation price. If you don't, if you if you don't have that much, just you know. Send us a donation. We have those Bibles available. Titus chapter 2, verse 15. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Now go over to 3 1. Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. Chapter, again, back to chapter 2, 1 through 15. You're saying, oh, my God, he's had a stroke. <laughs> he's jumping around. No, I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to get it into perspective here. Back to 2.15. To speak evil of no man. To speak evil of no man. Boy, if the church could just do that. To be no brawlers, but Gentile or gentle. Showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, 
deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another, verse 4. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of generation and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by grace, he should be made heirs. We should be made heirs. I'm going to say it again. We should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Glory to God. This is a faithful saying. These things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Verse 9 now. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable. I'm going to say it again. They are unprofitable and vain. A man that is an heretic after the first and second domination, a domination reject. That's verse 10. A man that is an heretic after the first and second domination reject. Knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth being condemned of himself. Now, the church of the 2021 needs a revelation of spiritual authority. We've lost, as Pastor Robert said last Sunday, we need a revelation of spiritual authority and we've lost the love of Christ in the church as did the church of Ephesians. Paul told Titus to rebuke with all authority and teach them to be subject to powers to do good works. To delegate, delegate influence, authority, jurisdiction, liberty, power, right, and strength. That's what the church in 2021 needs. Teach the church of 2021 to be subject to the delegated authority of God in the church. And then delegate. Uh, the church, teach the church to delegate not only the authority of God, but the love of Christ once again. Amen. Somebody lift your hands to heaven and shout, Amen. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who are these people in the church? Well, how about the elders and the bishops that appoint them? Deal with the, that later. Listen, if you're getting your advice from others that are outside the church, it is not a council, this church. Unless God specifies it. There is a satanic principle that has tried to creep in to every church. Politics is devil spawn when it creeps into the church. Are you listening? When politics begins to creep into the church, that's the devil. That's Satan. That's Lucifer. And when he comes into the church and he says, here, bite of this forbidden fruit. It takes out the church. It overtakes the church and the church will fail. There are two great revelations needed in Christianity in 2021. The first one, listen carefully. We need to learn to trust in Christ's salvation. Write it down, underline it, highlight it. Forgive me, I have to take a drink. It is uh, rapidly growing to be 120, 21 here in Fort Mojave this morning. I'll say it again. Learning to trust in Christ's salvation. And secondly, take note, learning to obey Jesus's authority in the church. The authority of God. Understanding the authority of God. Take note. Write it down. Sin, the word sin. Sin equals lawlessness. What are we seeing in the streets of Portland, Savannah, Chicago, New York? It is an issue of the heart as well as outer actions. Turn your Bibles. To Romans chapter 2 verse 12. For as many. I'll give you a minute. Go ahead and turn your Bible to Romans chapter 2 verse 12. I know I'm trying to go. I'm too, going too fast. Go ahead and turn your Bible there. Lord of mercy. It's getting warm here in the studio. I try not to turn the air conditioner on in the studio. It's a small studio and that roar from that goes over the air. Romans chapter 2 verse 12. For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged. Say judged. Judged by the law. Verse 13. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers 
of the law shall be justified. Now, there are two major principles in the world. One is God's authority, and two is Satan's rebellion. Write it down. Two major principles in the world, God's authority and Satan's rebellion. Which one are you walking in, my friend? You cannot serve God and simultaneously go the way of rebellion. Satan laughs when a rebellious person tries to accomplish things in the spirit or in ministry. It won't work. You cannot walk with God and then walk with Satan at the same time. It just will not work. Remember what Satan said in Isaiah 14, verse 13. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Verse 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like, I will be like the most high. His goal was not to do away with God's throne, just avoid being submitted to it. That's the devil. When we work to avoid submitting to, to the God's ordained authority in the church, it is a satanic principle. It is a satanic principle. We who serve God must understand the authority of God and how it works. After you've been shocked, you can really appreciate uh, the electric principle. No longer act careless around electricity. Rebellion is much more worse than typical sinning. It is the intention of the heart, Satan's intent, violating God's authority. As we are serving God, we cannot allow ourselves to violate the authorities in our life. These kind of statements come forth. Who does he think he is? I don't care what he said or she said. Well, I just don't agree with that. You see, we can, we can become wicked by allowing a satanic principle to enter into our holy service towards God. We, we find things. We go to church, we sit in the pew, and, and, and all of a sudden the devil will put it in the back of your head. Well, I don't agree with that, Pastor. I don't agree with that, Pastor, when, when, he, when he preaches or she preaches or whatever, wherever you're at, whatever church you go to. Well, they had, you know, they had a potluck, they didn't invite me, or they did, they did this, or they did that, or the choir sang off tune, or this. You know, whatever reason the devil puts in the back of your head for not going back to that church. See, our greatest calling is to obey God's authority in our life. That's the greatest calling we have. God limited Saul because a man that will not submit to authority will never be allowed to stay in authority of God. In 1 Samuel, write it down. I'll go back to it later. In 1 Samuel 13, 13, and Samuel said unto Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart 
and the Lord hath commanded him to be a captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. So he went on to tell him that. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as inequity of idolatry. Because, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. You see, our stubbornness will be revealed and judged of God. No matter how much we try to mask it by, by uh, mask it over with, with pretty correct words or works. Why? Because until we have been smitten by God's authority, then we will not pay any attention to it. Saul wreaked havoc in the church until the Damascus Road experience, until he was stricken blind. Then all of a sudden he submitted to unknown Ananias. In the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 5, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against those kind of pricks when, when, when it comes against you. And he, trembling, astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me do? Finally, finally, after the Lord came against him. Sometimes, like in my life, I ran and I ran and I ran. And finally, it took God to hit me upside of the head with a four by four, a couple somersaults and backflips, and I landed face down on the concrete, or in this case, in a foxhole in Vietnam. And the Lord said unto him and to me, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told unto thee. What thou must do. You see, sometimes, sometimes, brethren, it takes it takes a while to get your attention. How many of you realize when you were a child, sometimes it took going back to the woodshed a few times to get your attention. This is why some people have trouble dealing with 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 that department heads or ushers. Once you have had God's authority revealed in your life, you always look for it later. Some people will say, you know, I need to get back to where I was with God a few years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I need to get back to a time in my life when I knew God was in control of my life. You always look for it. Always look for it. We do not know. We do not just obey a man. We obey God. 
We obey God's authority vested in that person. There's no other reason to obey. You know why big time? Paul would listen to a little-known Ananias. Only mentioned one time. But see, but he, he didn't meet a man along the road to Damascus. He didn't, he didn't only meet a man named Ananias. What he met on the road to Damascus in the form of this man, what he met was God's authority. That's what he met. He met, he met a man, but what he met in that man called Ananias, he knew God and God's authority was in that man called Ananias. So you see, it is so sad when someone meets man's before they met God or God's authority. So when you go to church and you listen and you look at that pastor, are you meeting a man or are you meeting God's authority within that pastor? That's what you must see. That's what you must glean from that pastor at the pulpit. Are you just seeing a man? Are you just listening to man's word? Or are you gleaming the authority of God in that pastor? Some have seen abusive men in positions, then avoided at all costs. After you've seen the true authority of God, you don't mind who the person is at the pulpit. Male or female, you don't mind who they are. It could just be a teacher. So listen to me closely. Some people teach the word of God. Some people preach the word of God. And some bring the authority of God to the congregation. That's why so many have a problem submitting themselves to a human being. You have seen a man before God. You must have a revelation of God's authority before you can ever obey his leaders properly. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 15, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continu continually. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name but to do good and to communicate for yet not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Obey them, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself for they watch for your souls as they must give account and they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Now, who is that speaking of? Who is that speaking of? Hebrews 13, verse 7. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considered the, the end of the conversation. Consider the behavior of those men. 
First Timothy chapter five, verse 17, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they that labor in the word of the doctrine. So the question here is why honor those that preach doctrine? Now that comes the question. In Ezekiel chapter three, verse 17, son of man, I have made thee a watchman. I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked that thou shalt surely die and thou givest him not warning, nor speaketh to warn the wicked from the, his wicked way to save his life. And save wicked men shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn a wicked and he turn not from his wickedness nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his inequity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Now I want you to observe here in Matthew chapter 7, verse 19. Matthew 7, verse 19. I'll give you a second to turn there. In Matthew 7, verse 19, every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in my name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work inequity. Jesus, listen, Jesus gave a rebuke to those that do religious works from the standpoint of unsubmitted flesh. Now, in book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 13, Acts, chapter 19, verse 13, then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcist, exorcist, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjourn you by Jesus, whom Paul uh, preacheth, excuse me, Verse 14, and there were seven sons of one Steva, a Jew and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirits was leapeth on them said and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And as many as believed came and confessed and sh showed their deeds. Many of them also, which were curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mighty grew the word of God, and it prevailed. It prevailed, church. The word of God prevailed. See, you cannot enter into the work of the spirit just because you think you're ready. If you enter into the work of the ministry unsubmitted, unsubmitted, you will be torn apart. We're not to find our own work to do, but rather find God's will 
for our life and obey it. After we understand this, we can enjoy the wonderful experience of walking in God's authority. Ask yourself a question. Who are you submitted to? Whose authority are you under? I asked an evangelist this in, in one time, and he said, I'm under authority. All I do is by authority. I simply ask you, who then are you submitted to? Put a face on it. Put a name on it. If you cannot put a face and a name to whom you submitted to, you're fooling yourself. God is going to deliver us from the rebellion so that we can be healed. In chapter 13 of Romans is an excellent overall testament to understand the principle of authority. In Romans 13, verse 1, in closing, let every soul be subject unto the higher power, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Glory. Glory. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall, re shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror of good works, but to evil, to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have a praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God. A revenger of execute wrath upon him. Excuse me. Execute wrath for conscience sake. Wherefore ye must needs he subject. Not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pray ye tribute also for thy, or for they are God's minister, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is fulfilling of the law and that knowing the time that thou now is the high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe the night is far spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light let us walk honestly as in the day not in writing and drunkenness, not in chambering of wantonness, not in strife and envy, 
but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provisions of the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. We need to consider these things in our heart today so that we not be deceived. This then, my friends, my prayer partners, my prayer warriors, my shepherds of prayer, this then is the understanding, the authority of Almighty God. Well, I want to again thank you, each and every one of you, for holding me up in prayer. I'm getting better. Sometimes uh, you'll notice I'm not quite as <laughs> spiritually, uh, not quite as loud and quite as spirit-filled as normally I am. Um, but I'll get there with your help. Um, I want to thank you for lifting me up in prayer. Um, I'm kind of slowed down a little bit, but maybe that's what I need right now. I hope to start this new series. I believe it's a 12-part series. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been writing this for quite a while. Um, I had started this uh, series while we were going through the uh, Book of Acts. I had started writing this series, so it's 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 important. I think we need to we need to get back to the authority of God in the church. And it, it, as the churches were closed, it it, it really it really weighed heavily upon my heart that they that they would actually close up the churches um, because I didn't think that the government had the authority to close up churches, even, even during a pandemic. So it weighed heavily upon my heart. I just think that right now and during the pandemic, it was so important that people's faith not be crushed, and it was crushed. People had nowhere to turn. And uh, I think that it was a mistake to close the churches. So I started this series way back then. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord God, lifting up America and the world. We often think here in America that we're the only ones, but there are countries that have been locked down for so many, for, for more than you know a year now, and uh, they, they can't function. So we pray for the world around us as well as America. But we're seeing rapidly America, America becoming a third world country. So we pray for our homeland. We pray for America. We pray for each and every one of our listeners today, holding them up in prayer for I'm not the only one. There are many Americans that are suffering there are many listeners that are suffering. We pray for them as well as a body of Christ. All of us together on this broadcast make up the body of Christ. No different than if we are in person and in a church. We're still a church. We are still a church, spiritual awareness. As you listen to me, we are still a body of Christ together. We may be called spiritual awareness, but if you're listening to the sound of my voice, we are still considered a church. And I, I just love each and every one of you. And Christ loves you too. We may be listening on a broadcast, but we are still one in Christ. And I want you to understand that right now, that Christ loves 
each and every one of you within the sound of my voice. You may be, you, you may be uh, in Spain, you may be in Germany, you may be in New Zealand, you may be uh, in South Africa. You know, no matter where you are listening to the sound of my voice, I want to assure you today by the authority of God that Christ died for you. He bled for you. And it, one of those drops of blood, that belongs to you. And it's going right now from the crown of your head to the soles of your very feet. Christ bled for you. That you might be set free. You know, I'm learning a new song on the, on the, ra- or on the piano. It's called, This Is Amazing Grace. Christ died. Every stripe upon his back with that lash was that you might be healed. And I'm seeing someone, I'm seeing someone right now sitting in a wheelchair. You know what? Christ died that you might be healed. Believe it in Jesus' name. Someone right now, I'm seeing right now, right now I see cancer upon you. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Believe it in Jesus' name. He bled for you. Those stripes by that cat of nine tails, he bled that you might be healed. Receive it in Jesus' name. Heart problems, lung problems, right now be healed by by the blood of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God, by the authority of God's own words. He gave Christ the healing power, and Christ gave it to you in Jesus' name. Act upon it and be healed. Believe it and receive it in Jesus' name. You're praying for something to happen in Jesus' name. By the authority of God's word, believe it, receive it. By the hand of God's authority, let it be done. If you're walking with God, receive it by God's authority. When you walk with God, when you believe in God, when you receive it by God's word, by his authority, it'll happen in your life when you're walking with God. I'll tell you today, we just concluded a sermon understanding the authority of almighty God. But church, you must walk with God. You must walk the walk and talk the talk. Ooh, I'm telling you today, that's the key. Not giving God lip service, but showing God each day in your life, moment by moment, faith. Hallelujah. Believing and receiving it, moment by moment, faith. As as Pastor Robert said on Sunday, Living the love of Christ in your life. And then when you have a need, you go to God by faith and you receive it by faith. 
and of the authority of God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody out there, lift your hands to heaven and shout amen. Glory to God this morning. So I waited for the last 10 minutes to, to, to receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God this morning. Jesus is in the house. Hallelujah. You say to me, Pastor, Pastor, I've been away from God. I've been away from God. Dear Lord, I've been, I've been backslid away from God. Then, then glory to God, come back in Jesus' name. Come back to the fold. Right now, just hit your knees right now. Not if you're driving. Right now, <laughs> just say this with me. Lord Jesus. Say it with me, Lord Jesus, I know that I've I've fallen away, but and I know that I've sinned against thee. But right now, Lord, I ask your forgiveness. I'm ready to come home, Lord. I'm ready to come home. I, I ask your, your forgiveness. I believe, say it with me, I believe you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. Hallelujah. You rose from the dead, and I turned back. I turned back to you, Jesus. I come home. I come home, Lord Jesus. I'm ready to come back, to get out of Satan's grip and come back. I turn away from my sins, and I invite you back into my life right now, Lord. Come home. I invite you to come back into my life and I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. If you've never known Jesus, you say that same prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. Say it with me. Hallelujah. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead and I turned from my sins. And I invite you to come into my heart and into my life. Hallelujah. I don't want to trust you as Savior and Lord. Just say it with me and invite Jesus by the authority of God. And in the authority of Jesus' name, we pray it. And I want to hear you all say amen and amen. Glory to God. Welcome home, hallelujah. Ain't going to let no stroke hold me down. Praise Jesus. Just praise Jesus with me right now. Somebody lift your hands to heaven and shout amen. I want to see it come right through this computer. Hallelujah. Ooh, ooh I tell you today, I'm healed. And I'm telling you out there right now, right around the world, that's listening to the sound of my voice. Let thee be healed in Jesus' name. Somebody, somebody better be shouting amen right now. Now, I normally put music to this, but I, I, I don't know if you want to listen to this music for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's not very good music, but glory to God. I love you. Put your hands up by your computer, your phone, whatever you are. Now, may the Lord bless you richly. May he bless you. May he make his face to shine upon you. Till he brings us back once again. I love you all. God bless you. Thank you for the prayers. I'll talk to you on Sunday. 
And I think that's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to each and every one of you. Bless you, my brothers and sisters. It's good to be back. Thank you. Bye-bye.